Hi, this is Dan. Thanks for listening to my podcast. I trust that it will encourage you and build your faith. If you'd like to connect with us further, our website is revivalnow.com, and you can find us on YouTube, Facebook, and Instagram, all at Revival Now Dan Steep. We have the Revival Now app that you can download at your Play Store, and if you use Roku, you can find us on Creo TV. Enjoy the podcast and share it with a friend. Hi, welcome to Spiritual Talk. I'm Dan Steep, and this episode is being brought to you by Valara with Active Pure Technology. If you'd like to know how you can get an FDA-approved NASA-used technology in your home, business, or car that reduces 99% of airborne and surface pathogens, including mold, fungus, bacteria, including staph, and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, email info for Valara at gmail.com. We're going to be talking about um, asking, really, the question and answering the question, who are the tribulation saints in the book of Revelation? They're primarily spoken of in Revelation chapter 7, but in order to understand a text, you have to first understand the context. And to understand a context, you have to understand the full narrative around it. What the author wanted to say can only be understood through the full narrative. It really takes time and it takes patience to allow the Bible to speak, and that's why you really need to allow time uh, just for basic Bible reading, asking the Holy Spirit to lead you into truth, to reveal truth to you through the process. It takes time. If you're in a hurry, um, it's going to be very difficult to, to really allow the Bible to speak. You're going to have a tendency to read it and read into it what uh, you want to read into it. So, Revelation chapter 7, we're talking about the tribulation saints in the book of Revelation, but also understanding a text, you know, a verse, a text, within a context, and within the, the fuller narrative. And Revelation chapter 7 falls within the chronology of the revealing of judgments that are going to take place during the tribulation period. Now, there are four ages in the book of Revelation, and you, you, so, well, let me just run through those. There is the church age in chapters one, uh, two through three, and then we have the tribulation age in chapters four through 19, the kingdom age in chapter 20, and then the eternal age in chapters 20 and 21. Now, the the tribulation saints that we're going to be looking at and talking about in this episode, they fall within the tribulation age within the book of Revelation, which is chapters 4 through 19. In chapters 4 and 5, uh, John is having a heavenly vision, and the context of the tribulation saints, if you z- zero in even further, is within three sets of judgments that take place during the tribulation period. 
There's the unsealing of the seven-sealed scroll that John began sharing about in chapter 5. And the seven-sealed scroll represents a chronological series of three sets of interconnected judgments. In chapter 6, we have the beginning of the unsealing of the seven-sealed scroll. In chapter 8, the unsealing of the seventh seal on the sealed scroll. And that unsealing of the seventh seal introduces the seven uh, trumpet judgments. And that's not the end of the judgments. Those are followed in chapter 16 by the seven bowl judgments. And even the seventh bowl judgment isn't the final judgment. It's, it's the final judgment of the tribulation period, but it's not the end of judgments. The final judgment is yet to come in the eternal age of the book of Revelation, in Revelation 21 and 22. Now, I have uh, um, spent a lot of time looking in the, in the book of Revelation, studying, praying, and preparing for episodes like this. So let's move on into it. What is the purpose of the judgments? Because these judgments, not only are they um, consecutive and they build upon each other, but they, they, they intensify in magnitude and uh, devastation as we move forward through them. But the purpose of the judgments is to judge every political, educational, and religious system on the earth in their defiance of God and in their rejection of His Word. And it's also for the elimination of God's enemies. Now, between the unsealing of the sixth and the seventh seal of the seven-sealed scroll in chapter 7, or it is chapter 7, because there are the unsealing of these seals in chapter 6, and it, it takes you through the first through the sixth seal, and then the seventh seal is not unsealed until chapter 8, verse 1. And there is in chapter 7, this prophetic pause. And this is where we find the tribulation saints mentioned. Chapter 7 of the book of Revelation records two contrasting visions. Each vision is separate and distinct. The first one is of the 144,000 uh, uh, Jewish people that are sealed. That's the 144,000 Jewish evangelists that are going to preach the gospel during the tribulation period. But in verse 9 of chapter 7, it says after this, so after this vision of the 144,000, John says, after this, I saw a vast crowd, too great to count, from every nation and tribe and people and language, standing in front of the throne and before the Lamb. So in these visions, in Revelation chapter 7, John records these two sets of people who will be saved during the tribulation. Verses 1 through 8 speaks about a remnant of 144,000 Hebrew believers, 12,000 from each of the 12 tribes of Israel. I've done an episode speaking specifically about this 144,000 
They're numbered. It's a specific number. Their geography is they're standing on earth. That's significant because John toggles back and forth between heaven and between earth in this vision in the book of Revelation. And this group of 144,000 are not only a specific number with a specific location on the earth, but they have a seal from God that provides them supernatural protection. And all of these three things that I've mentioned, uh, they're significant. These distinctions separate the 144,000 from this vast crowd of Gentile believers that we're going to be reading and talking about in verses 9 through 17. The fact that the the 144,000 are a specific number where this crowd of Gentile believers is vast and and unknown. The geography of the 144,000 from the tribes of Israel uh, is on the earth where with the vast crowd of, uh, of Gentile believers, it's, they're in heaven. They're standing before God's throne. And the 144,000 have a seal from God that provides supernatural protection. It's something that this vast crowd would never need. They don't need protection because they're actually in heaven. This crowd of believers in heaven, innumerable, standing before the throne of God, not sealed for protection. And they will. Ha- these are people who will have rejected the mark of the beast spoken about in Revelation chapter 13. They've refused to worship the Antichrist. These people, this vast crowd of believers spoken of in Revelation chapter 7, they, they're martyrs. They've gone through persecution and hunger and thirst Due to rejecting the mark of the beast, they've they've dealt with heat uh, on unprecedented levels, torture, many were beheaded, and by contrast, today's persecution, by and large, across the world of the body of Christ doesn't compare. There are people in certain areas of the world that have endured some pretty difficult persecutions, hardships, martyrdom. But generally speaking, when you take the totality of persecution around the world, the world's not seen anything on this level of persecution. So can people be saved during the tribulation period? Absolutely. That's a question that is often asked. It's an important question. And it's certainly, uh, they certainly can. Look in uh, Revelation chapter 7, verses 13 and 14. Then one of the 24 elders asked me, Who are these who are clothed in white? Where did they come from? And I said to him, Sir, you're the one who knows. Then he said to me, These are the ones who died in the great tribulation. They have washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb and made them white. That imagery cannot be any more clear. These are people who died in the tribulation, whose robes were washed in the blood of the Lamb. That's salvation. So these are people who are saved during the tribulation period. There's going to be a worldwide response to the gospel during the tribulation period that it's going to exceed anything that we've ever seen up to that point. 
It's going to sweep the globe over a few short years and produce a vast multitude of redeemed people from all the nations of the earth. But this will not take place until after the rapture. The rapture is the next major event on God's prophetic calendar. And after the rapture of the church comes the great tribulation. And what we're seeing are people in heaven who endured faithfully persecution and martyrdom during the great tribulation period. Those who become tribulation saints, they'll hear the gospel through many possible sources. Uh, There are the two witnesses in Revelation chapter 11, the 144,000 Jewish evangelists, Uh, There's a messenger angel sent from God for the purpose of evangelism. And there will undoubtedly be copies of the Bible still around during the tribulation period. But let me share with you the most frightening passage of Scripture in the Bible. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. 2 Thessalonians chapter 2, verses 9 through 12. This man will come to the work of Satan with counterfeit power and signs and miracles. Speaking of the Antichrist. He'll use every kind of evil deception to fool those on their way to destruction because they refuse to love and accept the truth that would save them. So God will cause them to be greatly deceived and they will believe these lies. They will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. Many believe that this passage identifies the fate of every backslidden Christian and all who rejected Christ before the rapture, not after the rapture. People who will not have the opportunity to come to Jesus or come back to Christ. Why? because they're going to to fall under the delusion of the Antichrist or the Antichrist spirit. These are people, the Scripture says, are on their way to destruction already. They're on their way to destruction because they refuse. So they've refused to love and accept the truth that would save them. And it says in verse 12, they will be condemned for enjoying evil rather than believing the truth. People who fall under the delusion of the Antichrist. Those saved in the tribulation will not be those who rejected or fell away from Christ before the rapture. It's very clear in the scripture. These are the ones who died in the great tribulation. They have their robes, they've washed their robes in the blood of the Lamb and made them white. The tribulation period, that seven-year tribulation period, this is when those who received the gospel message for the first time in the tribulation period, and they're martyred for their faith. The great tribulation is going to be a period of unparalleled affliction and also unprecedented grace because God never leaves himself without a witness. He always makes mercy 
available. He always extends mercy before judgment. In every judgment from God, uh, from Genesis to Revelation, he always extends, extends an opportunity for mercy. The Bible says in 2 Peter 3, 9, he's not being slow about his promise. He's actually being patient for your sake because he doesn't want anyone to be destroyed, but wants everyone to come to repentance. People will be frantically searching for answers during the Great Tribulation. In the aftershock of the rapture, the rapture itself is going to be the great the greatest evangelistic tool in human history, as people try to, to make sense and come to terms with what had happened. Many will turn to the Bible for answers. Many will call upon the name of Jesus. The tribulation saints in the book of Revelation are a vast multitude of people left on earth after the rapture who will reject the Antichrist and his mandated mark and instead, at a great cost, they will receive Jesus Christ as their personal Lord and Savior. Many will be martyred for their faith. But their, their robes will be washed in the blood of the Lamb, and they will forever live in eternity with their Savior. The most important question that could possibly be asked or answered in a lesson like this, in an episode about the tribulation saints in the book of Revelation, is, are you saved? Are you trusting in Jesus Christ for the salvation of your soul? Do you know for sure that when Jesus comes in the clouds and he raptures or catches up his church out of the earth to meet him in the air. Do you know for sure that you'll be in that number? There's only one way to know. And there's only one way to be in the number that are raptured up to meet Christ in the air. You have to be a part of God's church. And God's church, or the body of Christ as it's referred to in Scripture, is not something that you can join. It's not something that you can pay dues and, and join. You're not, you don't enter the church by a vote. You're born into the church. Jesus said in John chapter 3, unless a man is born again, he cannot see the kingdom of heaven. Well, how are you born again? It's a spiritual rebirth. You're born again when you recognize that you've sinned, you repent of your sin, and you receive Jesus Christ as your Savior. Hell will be full of people who sinned. The Bible says all have sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. The difference between those who end up in hell and those who end up in heaven is one thing. Those in hell rejected Christ. They rejected his salvation. And those in heaven accepted it. They received him. The Bible says in, in John, to all who received him, he gave the right to become children of God. I believe that's John 1.12. The Bible says, if you confess with your mouth that Jesus is Lord and believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, 
you will be saved. I want to give you the opportunity to make that confession with your mouth right now. And when you do, you can have the assurance of your salvation, which is to say you can be born again, and when Jesus comes to catch his children, his church, his believers up out of the earth to meet him in the air, you'll be in that number. All you have to do is repeat this prayer after me from a place of sincerity in your heart. Let's pray. Heavenly Father, I admit that I've sinned. I believe Jesus died for me, and he rose from the grave to give me victory over sin and death. I confess my sinfulness. I repent. Please forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart and make me a new person. In the name of Jesus, amen. Amen. It's as simple as that, my friends. The Bible says, whoever calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. And when you prayed that prayer with me, you called on the name of the Lord. So by the authority of God's word, not mine, you are saved. You're born again, and you're on your way to heaven because you have Jesus in your heart. If you prayed that prayer with me, please go to my website at revivalnow.com. Revivalnow.com. When you go there, you'll find a big red button on the front page of the website that says, I just got saved. Click that button, and it'll take you to a place where you can view some video resources that I've prepared for you to help you get started in your Christian life. And you can also fill out your contact information. And if you'll fill out your contact information in its entirety, I'm going to send some resources to you to help you get started in your Christian life. And I'm going to pray for you by name, because now I'm going to know who you are. People go to our website all the time. They click that button, and they let us know who they are so that we can pray for them, and we can resource them in their walk with Jesus Christ. So just go to RevivalNow.com, click I Just Got Saved, and follow the prompts from there. Thanks for joining me on this episode. This episode has been brought to you by Valara with Active Pure Technology. If you'd like to know how you can get an FDA-approved, NASA-used technology in your home, business, or car that reduces 99% of airborne and surface pathogens, including mold, fungus, bacteria, including staph, and viruses, including SARS-CoV-2, email infoforvalara at gmail.com. Thanks for joining me for this episode. Make sure you stay tuned for, for more episodes as we continue to uh, study the Word of God. We will we'll be in the Bible, we'll stay in the Bible, and we'll finish in the Bible every single time. So until then, be blessed in Jesus' name.